All right. I think this is working. We've got this happening. It's a meeting recording in progress. Look at that. <laughs> okay, this is not a meeting. Um, but like last week, I'm dancing again. I'm dancing. I don't know why. I've got some funky Just tunes in to the, the beat in your own head. What did you do? Yeah, only from the top. Only from the top. I'm chair I call you a weirdo in high school. I absolutely was a weirdo in high school. I think that's how we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Chris, how are you, mate? Well, I'm, I'm here. Hi, You're Cassie. Here. How are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Just, but I'm here. I think I'm more here than you, but still, in terms of here, <laughs> we're still not really here. <laughs> it's a time. Where is here anyway? I mean, if you're not feeling a little out of sorts, then you're not feeling, right? Something like that. Yeah. Cool. We're deep. Hey, speaking <laughs> of deep, I have been listening to classical music, thanks to you, my friend. Uh, yes. Something that I never thought I would say that I was listening to on my own search as opposed to a waiting room or a hold on a f- telephone. Um, but those things are really tarred classical music. And although I don't really know what was going on in terms of the meaning, I'm not really a lyrics person, so I don't completely hate not having a narrative. Does that yeah. It kind of contradicts what, it, what I'm saying, but, like, it makes sense. But you did refer to um, the clip. So I'm actually just going to talk about what we're talking about, uh, which will make sense. So I'm talking about the song you brought in last week, which you completely mixed it up, bringing in a classical music song. The artist's name is Danielle Eva Schwab, and the track you brought in was Out of the, Out of the Tunnel 4. But there is like there is other ones. It's not just like it's number four randomly. There is actually like <laughs> others before. So I gave myself the mish to delve into the whole series. Is that yeah? Uh, can I call it a series? Well, yeah, that's not Netflix, the whole. So the you listen to the so you listen to the four out of the tunnel tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's four out of the tunnel tracks. One, two, three, four. Um, I just think it's a series of songs. I think it is. Yeah, their movements, you know, yeah. Watch the video clips and it was like what C is trying to achieve, right, with the, like, dance, dancing naked suit people. <laughs> but, like, cool and trippy and I feel like it's almost like new metal. Like, it could be the film clip for a tool clip, you know? Like, it's – that's not new metal. But, you know, like, it just seems bigger and darker than – what I associate that sound to. So I'm glad I watched the clips. I'm glad I went on that mission. It was a nice use of my time. It was different. It was an escape. It was enjoyable because I felt like I was listening to something for the first time. There was no predictability in the song, like which is something that I guess um, from what I say on this show most weeks is that that's something quite comforting to me, but it was quite nice not knowing what was going to happen next. Right. So right. that was cool. But that's it. <laughs> in a time where we don't know what's happening next, I mean, okay, so we're in this thing where we're, we're in a time that every day is the same. And so things like that are quite fun and interesting. But then you've also, we're also in this time where we don't really know what the future holds. And so then those, that, I guess unpredictability is not comforting and a bit scary and a bit triggering. But um, <laughs> so I'm extremely, I don't really know where I sit with this track, but Chris, 
I dig it <laughs> in a weird seesaw of a way. Good. Thank you. Absolutely good. Yeah, no, it's it's freeing. Like, like, yeah, for me anyway. So overall, there are there are four movements throughout of the tunnel, but there's a greater. There's a they're the top four tracks in this longer album with other songs too. Uh, so if you want to explore more, if anyone wants to explore more, go for it. Uh, Danielle Eberschwab, I think she's just a really intelligent soul. Breathing Underwater is my favourite other song from it. Yes, Cassie? I have my hands up on the video that we are recording this episode on. Why? Okay. This is the question that I have for all instrumental music. If there is no lyrics, why isn't every song titled the same, just different numbers on an album? How do songs get titles if there are no words associated? Like, I know that they still have a meaning. And a vibe. And a vibe, but, like, what's the point? Don't waste your words. Just, like, out of the tunnel, one, two, three, four, five, six, and down to 11, 12, there's your album. Done. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just broke him. I just broke him. How do you distinguish one Beethoven piece from the other by its title, by its vibe, by its the four seasons? You got to know which one's spring and which one's winter by the title. That's all just Beethoven. He did numbers. Uh, Ah, that's why. Is it all just Limp Biscuit? Oh no, it is not all just Limp Biscuit. Oh my goodness me! How dare you bring them into this mix? It's not all just Beethoven. How can you? (laughs) You've got to know your your Swan Lakes from your oh. This, you're disrespecting Tchaikovsky. You're like, how dare crystals. you? I got crystals. I saw Swan Lake. Not at- Swarovski, you freak. <laughs> I um, I saw Swan Lake, a local production at the Laycock Street Theatre in Gozzi, um, which is a great little theatre, and it was quite boring for a ten-year-old. But I went. Culture. I saw Swan Lake by the Russian Ballet Company in St. Petersburg. How nerdy is that? You are so fancy. I've out-nerded myself from last week. That was tough to do. You are not just the song nerd, you're the swan nerd. The swan nerd. Here all day, guys. Here all day. Here all day. (laughs) Okay, stop with the jokes, Cassie. I brought in an ultimate collaboration of not one, not two, but three incredible women in music, particularly the borderline rock genre of Wanda Jackson, Joan Jett and Elle King with their song Two Shots, Shoot Me. Yeah, it's a shot, isn't it? Like the song, on the on the first level, it's, it's really kind of old school, just fun time. And then it's like, no, like she literally means two shots. She will smash your windows and burn your house down. I'm like, this is vicious. Like, don't, it's, it's dressed up in this, with a little pink bow at a fun time. And she's li- she literally says, I'll kill you in it. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, uh, it's wor- I've brought in metal songs that are nicer than this. <laughs> this is like these old school chicks, man, these old school country rock and rollers, they do not, like you don't mess with them. You do not care. mess with them. No. Oh, they care. They've had a, a lot of fighting their whole lives. And I love that now they're kind of owning their power and they're just like you know what 
don't mess with me. I'm too old to deal with your shit. <laughs> so, yeah, this is jukebox this shit up. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I like, I adore it. I feel like it's endearing and it's, um, <laughs> endearing as you say it's the most brutal song ever um but i just i just think it's cool it's badass and it's like the foundations of rock music and um listening to this you get a lot of understanding i guess of where rock has grown particularly american rock um so yeah it is yeah exactly what you said thank you i dig it yay now if you get a spare 30 minutes or longer Please delve into that playlist I made you called Wanda Jackson for beginners or whatever. I think it's like the idiot's guide to Wanda Jackson. Um, there's plenty more where that came from. Thank you for bringing me a guide and uh, calling it that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not nothing personal, mate. Nothing personal. Um, hey, do you want to tell me what you're digging this week? No. Oh, okay, cool. Is it that the point of the show? We called it Dug My Ass because we dig music and we tell each other what we're dugging? I'm just dugging? I just want you to go first. Oh, I'm nervous. Um, I'm doing something completely different. Completely just, different. Just um, for a change? Just for a change. I am bringing in a song that I actually heard a few months ago, but it hasn't. it wasn't released until recently. And it's one of those songs that made me it said what a lot of what i wanted to say it made me cry like so much because it was so real and um, particularly for me and relatable and i never got this artist until i saw this song performed live the artist i'm talking about is ed sheeran and i never ever thought i would even bring his name up on this show um, or me digging his music and the song i'm talking about is visiting hours and it's one of the most well captured pieces of art about grief and missing somebody um it's so wonderful and so he wrote this song uh when he was quarantining in australia after he found out that michael kadinsky passed away and we talked about this a few um months ago after we both went to that state memorial and he performed that acoustic and it was one of the most incredible performances. Like it was, it was you, it was, I can't even, it's, I still feel emotional thinking of that. And so he's finally released the single and it's actually got Jimmy Barnes and Kylie Minogue on backing vocals, which I just find just so random, but they were also just amazing um, artists and had um, their relationship with Michael Kudinski was just like Ed's, you know, he, they were family. And so I think it's just really important um, that those artists are on there. And I know that Michael would be very, very proud of this song. Um, so yeah, I'm surprising myself, but it's, it's a gorgeous song and it brought me a lot of comfort going through some grief myself. And I think that a lot of people will, um, I hope that a lot of people will feel the same. And I mean, he's a popular artist, he's top 20s. It's, I think it's number one all around the world. So I'm sure most of you will hear it, but I just want people to listen to it with that context and, and actually listen to it and not just kind of hear it in the cafe or on the radio and not really paying attention. So I'll let you go first. Why? So you could say all that. Okay. <laughs> hey, you can still talk a lot just because I'm a bit more rambly doesn't mean um, that you can't, 
I want you to talk just as much as me, Chris. Yeah, no, but if <clears throat> if I knew you weren't going to pick that, then I would have picked it. So I'd let oh, you... oh, did you think I was going to pick that? I thought we were absolutely, I knew we were both going to pick that song. It's 70 or 80 episodes in and this is the first official. This is a double dog. <gasps> I'm not, I'm not, I've got a backup. Of course, of course. <laughs> this song I, is so important. I just didn't think, this sounds really silly, and I know that it's in your inbox and I know that you're across it, but I feel that you, because I know you've been listening to a lot of local stuff lately, I just thought it would have would have skimmed your rim. But I'm... No, that's, that's like, I've been interested in music my entire memory, mem entire memorable life, you know, since I have memories, um, I've, I've never been impacted as much by a song in my life as watching that. And I've been waiting for that to be released. And I, I know it's looking on track to be the UK number one this week. I don't know how it's going in the States. Michael Gudinski never achieved a US number one single. And if it happens via Ed Sheeran writing a song about him after he's gone, it would be the, the best, full stop. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope I hope that happens. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a song performed as much. Um, I've never seen a song performed with as much impact or... Like he just, he talked about how much he was struggling in front of everyone at a memorial and then just said, anyway, here's a song I wrote last week and busted that out paused in the middle of it to wipe some tears, finish the song and just left the stage immediately because he was so overcome. Mm -hmm. And there's thousands of people crying. And now this song is released out into the world and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And I think that, um, you know what, like regardless if it gets number one in the US or not, it's it's pretty powerful. And I think that the impact that he he's had on like us thousands in that in that venue and everyone that's heard it since i think that that's a better accomplishment than any status but it would also be really nice to see you go to number one apparently 50 percent of our audience are in the u.s so um hopefully you can tell your friends and you can share it around and, and just i think having a bit of context around this song the story is just so important yeah the only thing he's done wrong about it is so he invited Kylie Minogue and Jimmy Barnes to be part of the backing vocals. The only opportunity he missed was to get Lee Simon on it too. Oh, don't. Oh, Lee Simon. Gosh, my absolute idol of a human um, who was a very good friend of Michael's and uh, emceed that, that memorial in just a way that I don't even know how anyone could at their best friend's memorial. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's the song that we're both digging. I love that uh, we're sharing this for the first time. We've had an O-Snap and it's just the perfect song to O-Snap to. Um, yeah, and I'm absolutely content at this point of the podcast to let it be and have that one. I'm so fine with that. Let's just put it in twice so you can listen to it twice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because you, no one has the ability to hit repeat or skip or select the song again. <laughs> hey, some people are still learning. Um, but get your tissues ready. It's, it's a sad one, but it's beautiful. Uh, cool. Well, as always, Chris, it's great to see your face. It would be nice to see it in real life, but um, that's a big no-no and I'm okay with that. I'm 
totally respecting that but it's still nice to see you even if you are a bit grainy and distant in my video chat <laughs> grainy and distant can you see the the cd that's grainy at the back oh, this time okay so chris has i've this... tried re recently yeah i've been trying to put a different cd on the wall behind me and no one can really see it because it's generally pretty small because <laughs> it's fun. all right i'm getting I'm going to take a photo. I'm going to save this grainy screenshot because it's quite hard and I'm going to show it to the audience on Instagram to see if they can guess it. So if you okay. do have Instagram at Doug by us, I'm going to share it on there. From here, it looks like yellow daisies or yellow suited people, like hazmat. Interesting. So that's what I can see. I'm going to share this terribly pixelated <laughs> photo and... Um, Guys, let us know what city you think that Chris has on his dresser. 